the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Millburgers Gardening. South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milt Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, and your calls at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We're inside the two-story building here, so you're still welcome to come on by and ask your gardening question in person. Just uh, come on up and we'll we'll help you out at 1604 and Bulverde Road here at Millburgers. Where you said you saw a lot of good tomatoes out there? Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, yeah all the all the varieties that most falls we say, you know, you better you got two days to buy them because they're not going to be available. But <laughs> uh, these are here, the, and these are one gallon or four inch. Um, the one gallon, what did we see? We saw uh, Ruby Crush, BHN 968, uh, Celebrity Red, Tycoon, Red Snapper, Red, Snapper, um, Red Deuce. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that many varieties in the summer this yeah. late. That's, that's a, I'm with you uh, on that. But uh, that, they're good. Yeah, they look nice. The plants look uh, good. There's a 2525. Is that a, one of the BHN? HNs? Yeah, I don't is know it? what that is. Yeah. 2525? Yeah, well, that was the number, but there was no BHN. Oh, okay. But uh, it may have been is. a... Did it say cherry on it? Huh? Did it say cherry on no, it? No, it didn't say cherry on it. That's that song. <laughs> that, oh. There's tomato 25, 25. If you can keep it alive. No, I didn't. you don't remember that song? So I don't it remember a, it. It was a big hit. Oh, it was huge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I'll look yeah. it up online. Well, uh, I know it's hot, and uh, people are saying, I'm not planting tomatoes when it's this hot. Well, the bad news is, <laughs> uh, after these tomatoes are gone, there's not going to be any more transplants of tomatoes. Uh, they'll switch over to uh, broccoli hmm. and things like that. It's mighty hot to, of course, people like to plant broccoli and tomatoes and stuff all at once, but... Uh, the broccoli that you plant now will never produce the largest heads that we expect on our fall broccoli. Is that because of the heat? Yeah, heat. Okay. Uh, you think about where broccoli does its best and originate is over in, uh, they grow huge broccoli and cabbage and, and in Alaska 
people that have had a opportunity to go to Alaska mm-hmm. talk about how large the cabbage is over there, car cabbage is. That can be varieties, but uh, more than likely, it's uh, it's also a climate. So, um, but people want want broccoli for uh, Thanksgiving. That's November twenty fifth. Right. Right? Oh, so to get so for the number of days, they yeah, want... sixty days. Mm-hmm. So go back for sixty days from November twenty fifth. Yeah. So. Beginning of well, I guess that's uh, September twenty yeah, fifth. Yeah, yeah. The, hope hopefully it's going to cool off by then, right, Kevin? And yeah. rain. I kept kept thinking that it's just <laughs> hard to believe. And I uh, have you seen what's blooming though? See what's blooming? Yeah, wrote an article on. Well, no. Uh, yeah, right here. For, as I'm a ready. as a rain predictor, have you seen what's blooming? Oh, I just happened to have that as the top. <laughs> Is that in your article? Oh, yeah. But uh, I, I was re- referring to the uh, two weeks ago when it predicted that uh, <laughs> that rain. Yeah, so we have to see what it's predicting for this because it's. But it's. But it's uh, oh, it's beautiful okay. all around town. It's cool. Good. And, I'm uh, going to look at the weather forecast. Even, even Calvin says. Yeah. Uh, received as much as one inch of rain on Monday of last week, and it. Uh, and we are, and if we are strong believers, if we, <laughs> if we are, uh-huh. I, I, I was going to jump on him if he said we are strong believers. In the prediction powder, uh, power of Texas Sage, it is optimistic to expect more rain to follow. There you go. I'm a believer. Uh, I, I, feel, I feel sorry for the, the weather people. I mean, I'm amazed that the editors let that word in there. There's a lot, a lot of hedging there. <laughs> no, well, the uh, the poor weather people there. The the temperatures, the high temperatures are straight know. seven to ten days. Yeah, but I don't understand why they, it's so easy. I mean, it's the same area. Yeah, hundred and four and eighty. Uh, hundred four and eighty. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And. Uh, <laughs> So uh, they've uh, resorted to uh, <laughs> resorted to uh, uh, telling uh, historical stuff. Yeah, I'm know. glad Steve Brown has retired because he would have had a nervous breakdown yeah. with the, this weather. He would have been searching the Alaska mountains there for <laughs> storm development. Yeah. Radar says it could come down here. The prediction is uh, you know, there's yeah. there's a yeah. Remember a point nine five chance of uh, remember the farmers. They say. The last drought we had like this, because we never had a drought like this, uh, was broken by torrential rains. And I, I mean the the lakes and Medina Lake and uh, all those are in bad, bad shape. But this is also, and uh, Neil Spear had in his newsletter, I will talk about it a little bit later, that it's time to get out the uh, sprinkler hoses. Uh, when when they're showing when they're showing uh, the water problems that we're having, they show sprinklers. Okay. Uh, pulsating sprinklers. 
And I, after a three-year drought, I think we ought to resort, especially with our shrubs and things like that, to those uh, uh, drip hoses. Now, that's not drip irrigation. Soaker hoses. Soaker hoses. And uh, Trace, maybe Trace will come in, but uh, they've got a new one. I, I've never liked that rubber one, little black rubber one, even though it recycled rubber up and everything. But they've got a new one. Got It's got wires in it, so it won't break apart like the old, old uh, rubber ones will. And he's got them in different lengths here. So uh, we're optimistic that they'll, they'll work. And when you see a, somebody out there using their uh, pulsating sprinkler shooting the water in the air, that's a mistake. I don't understand why you said you say that with 104 degrees out there, and I guess it's not normally not getting to 104, but 102. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, some breeze. Yeah, quite a few days we have breezes too. Yeah, that's why evaporation I think level is very high. It's more work, but it's kind of why I like to do the tree hugger on the yard. Yeah, yeah. I just let it soak down and then move it and let it soak down yeah, you, and move it and. You end up with a, a deeper, more efficiency per yeah. For oh, water. Oh, yeah. So, well, and then... Uh, That's I, the Milton method. And then, I think uh, they're going to coin that. There There was a big article <laughs> in... Uh, I think I wrote about it next uh, next week, but the big article where Karen Guz was uh, interviewed, the vice president of water conservation at SAWS, talking about uh, new new regulations and enforcement yeah, she was un- unhappy, and I think we've we kind of always been that way. Unhappy with our system where you get a ticket and then a year later you goes gets to court. Yeah, yeah. And there's no real no real relationship between the decision made and and the water waste that was occurring, you know. And so, mm-hmm. so it's, it's she she rela- relates uh, one of the possibilities is that her that the saw staff would give the, the the tickets, but they would be they would be translated into water your water bill, mm. which which uh, you know kind of makes sense. Every every, uh, every day there'd be uh, somebody moaning and groaning in the in the newspaper about it. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard if you get fined year after year. Oh. wastewater. To get too excited, yeah. but but you can. But anyhow, that uh, the the issue was, I think, that that she was expressing frustration um, that the that the uh, response there was potentially a better, better response. There should have been a better response. But our, the thing we've always bragged on is that uh, our citizens and our gardeners have had input in how the rules. Uh, what the rules have been, and so, so my article I talk about uh, insisting, just reminding everybody if you have input on how the rules are put in, it's better. It's, that's better than having somebody else tell you, like other cities, uh, this is what you know. You shouldn't use San Augustine grass. You shouldn't do this or do that. 
Um, here in San Antonio, we decide what are what's the important rules, and then we expect everybody to follow them. Yeah. So, so that'll be and that'll be an interesting discussion. That would be even better if it started raining and cooled down. We wouldn't have to worry about. <laughs> well, that that you've made that happen several times. Yeah, I should be. Uh, I should declare <laughs> water restrictions and go on the courthouse steps. <laughs> I just know it start raining. It's true. You have that history. What's going on, Trace? Can you hear okay? Yes. Good. Okay. Um, He's all suntan. He is a little. That's from here. That's oh. that, <laughs> that, Mont- that's that Montana tan. Sure. <laughs> You've got a glacial a glacial tan. Uh, yes, glacial. Yeah. Reflected the. Uh, that's right. They reflect the sun right off the glaciers. Well, how are you doing? Calvin had a question too. Maybe you want to ask him about that tomato. The twenty five twenty five? Oh yeah. What did, did you see what is that tomato out there that looks like it's identified as twenty five twenty five? As I was looking for a BHN on it or something and I I don't have that answer. I didn't order it. Oh. oh. Okay, we'll we'll do some more exploring. We'll do some more research on it. It looks it looks <laughs> look good. But the uh we were talking about the the wide selection of tomatoes and it's still looking good. Oh, and yeah, and the, suggest- and the gallons out there too are great. Uh, the uh, you know we used to talk about gallons for, uh, and we still do, uh, gallon tomatoes uh, to get an early start on the growing the tomato. And uh, when we used to do the show with uh, Bill McReynolds. Uh, he had his his little ranch out in Wilson yeah. County that he grew uh, gardening in, and he said, he said, uh, you talk about those uh, gallon tomatoes, making your own gallons like you did with the group, and uh, for the spring, but he says out in Wilson County on my ranch. Uh, With seven you, or eight acres? Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe that much. But uh, he uh, he said, uh, I do that gallon thing in the fall, too. Because in the sand, when it's hot, it's hell to get, uh, yeah. get stuff. And see, he, would, he, would, he was an absentee uh, landowner. So he had to have something that would uh, sustain it. All week, we we had that close discussion uh, last week with Mark about um, what kind of soil we should have in containers in this heat for tomatoes, and one of the issues was that plants getting settled in, and uh, the organic material and other stuff really drains well, uh, but. Right now, it uh, doesn't hurt to have a little more no, solid, yeah. even if it's a little heavier and everything. That's for sure. At, uh, because you uh, you have a resistance to the soil heating up a bit and uh, and uh, seem to hold yeah. some of the water. In Dry, it. Drying out so yeah. fast. You, I, ju- you just got to learn how to water according to the potting mix that you're using. Yeah, and you have adjust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adjust to the weather a bit, too. 
All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Well, let me tell you what I was talking about. That's the Tree Hugger Sprinkler, sold right here at Millburgers, the three different sizes, 7, 11, and 15-inch. I was talking about using it as a watering tool for my yard for efficiency. But if you've got newly planted trees, if you've got established trees and shrubs, the Tree Hugger Sprinkler can help you water that root ball and keep it and water efficiently and effectively. Uh, the Tree Hugger Sprinkler, like I said, it's like a big green donut, hard plastic. It's got a hinge on it, so you kind of open it up, and you close it or hug it around the tree. Okay, then you go to the, go and do you recommend turning it on from the faucet or from the tree hugger? Uh, it depends. Uh, I think I think I th- I think uh, I, I encourage everybody to have a timer on it. Yeah, you do. Okay, so and, if you have a timer. Uh, or so I'll just tell them they can do it either way. Yeah. Turn it on do. just a little bit, and you can water the root ball. Mm-hmm. What would that sound like? <laughs> Thank you. And then, or you could turn it on even more and water away from the root ball. <laughs> 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 which, which, yes. So apparently if you have ducks in your yard, that's what it sounds like. No, you can water away from it. And I use mine for a variety of different things. I really like my tree hugger. Millburgers has them again, all three sizes, 7, 11, and 15-inch. Go to treehuggersprinklers.com to learn more, and you'll also find them at HEB. We're going to take a quick break. You give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. What's going on in your garden? Are, are these spring tomatoes pretty much, they've, they've had it, right? Are we out of spring tomato season or? Uh, well, yeah, mine okay. certainly have. And uh, yeah. I think most of our gardeners, too, have. So and now, now it's time to. Yes, sir. I, I have an experiment going on just to do pr- you just to prove it to myself. So I have a new BHN nine sixty eight. Oh, oh, this. Is, oh, I know where and, you're going with this. And an old BHN nine sixty eight. Okay. This still has tomatoes on it with no spider mites. So the experiment is to see which produces better in the fall. Correct. Okay. okay well, I've got the uh, uh, Ruby Crush. Same situation. I've got one that I. Saved because it looked, still looked good, had fruit on it, and then, <laughs> then I've got a couple of new ones, and so. So my wife doesn't listen to this show. No. <laughs> so I still have the a Ruby Crush. I don't know. Does your wife even know we do the show? I don't think you even I, tell no, her, do you? I, no, I don't tell her. <laughs> just in case I say something about her. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, the, but, you know, I told you, I think Ruby Crush was in that trial, too. We tested them in heat, just like this, and uh, adversus form, several years in a row, and found that uh, BH968 and a Ruby Crush were the only ones that set fruit in the heat. You know, we used to think that all cherry tomatoes were heat setters. That's not right. Yeah, uh, well, the the 
issue in this experiment is going to be, will we be able to see that? Uh, I think the long-term research yeah. results are that if you replant, if you plant new ones, you generally get better production than if you try to oh, yeah. carry through yeah. the fall. Especially in size on the large-fruited tomatoes. But uh, I don't know if we're going to see that much reduction in size on cherries. You uh, Are you think, thinking that because it's 100 degrees out, that it might be a factor in the whole Yeah, yeah it may be a factor. <laughs> <laughs> I still have tomatoes on mine. On, the, on your little guy? Yes. Now, which one did you do? The, it was the BHN or the Ruby Crush? So the experiments on BHN 968. So it's Ruby Crush? Ruby been... Crush is just there because my wife said, don't pull it out. There you go. <laughs> so she likes that better than 968 of our flavor? It, it took some convincing, but yes. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, I'll give the number device. again. Wait, was that backwards? She likes the BHN 968 better. Okay. Again, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Getting back to that tree hugger. Yeah. Uh, sprinkler. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got plenty of those, don't you? I haven't been here, so I got to go look. Okay. Well, I'm so sorry. Apparently, I need some more soaker hoses. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the uh, the uh, how, how, how high do you run your... What depends on what I'm doing. <coughs> so when I was doing the the rose or the Vitex or the yeah. other stuff, I mean, it just barely uh, turn it on. Yeah, barely turn it on. Okay. Oh, by the way, the feral cats like it too. Oh yeah, it's like a little water fountain for the feral uh, cats. <laughs> Everything. So do the hummingbirds. <laughs> oh, do they? Oh, neat. And, any uh, any any sprinkler, they go nuts. Yeah, or even dribble. <laughs> but uh, the reason I brought that up is. I don't think I've ever seen a tree hugger sprinkler on a TV ad about water conservation. No. Because it's not squirting up real high. Yeah, so it's not the, if that was, I think that's the idea, is yeah. that it's not evaporating. Um, but. Yeah, and that's they they do sort of talk about that in the video, and I think that was the kind of the intention. So yeah, yeah. So uh, part of I think part of the issue is they their uh, dis- distribution. You'd ha- you'd ha- it'd have to be worthwhile to pay for the TV commercials. Yeah, and they and here in San Antonio, as far as I know, it's H E B and Millburgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can't be <laughs> and they're they're selling. They just have to rely on us, Calvin. Yeah, well, they're they're selling <laughs> they're selling a lot of them. You know, Trace yeah. is constantly re- refilling it, um, <laughs> so they're they're probably pr- pretty content with their advertising yeah. situation. Well, the interesting thing about those is that uh, uh, you know they you want to barely turn them on. Now, keep in mind, we've been in a drought for three years. The severe, most severe drought in Texas history, and so the subsoil is dry, and that's where people are making a mistake on uh, on the uh, on the sprinklers. They're, they're thinking uh, sprinkler irrigation or their solid set sprinklers can. 
can refill that uh, dry zone. Mm. That dry, dry zone. But the inter interesting thing about my yard is, you know, I've turned to that uh, plant that you don't have to water or fertilize or anything else during this drought. That's my tree sprouts. Mm -hmm. But I was looking this week, the tree sprouts are wilting. Out, out, Your heart is broken. Yeah, oh, yeah. And that just shows how dry it is, how deep it is. Oh, okay. And uh, the the ones that are wilting are on the outside, very outside of the uh, <laughs> zone, the root zone. I want to be real careful because uh, if this this indicates that more of Jerry's contacts and uh, uh, plants that he likes best are are going the way of the. <laughs> Uh, passing away. No. I don't want to be in that crowd. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, me, me, and the uh, oak will the the, the, the oak leaves. Yeah, <laughs> oak suckers. But when a when a oak sprout, uh, tree sprout, wilts, that's dry and that's dry deep. Mm. So basically, you sh you sh uh, should water that too, not with your sprinkler. Not with your pulsating sprinkler, but uh, with the like do the tree hugger, tree cover, cover or the uh, uh, soaker hose. Yeah. Now, how do you know how far to go out? Because I mean, I know I can do it where I spray out, but I'd rather it just it's out drip to, down. It's out to the um, the root system goes out as far, far as, as the, the limbs, the, the canopy. Okay. So at the edge of the canopy is where the root system is expanding. Skip, Skip Richter gave a um, public radio when I was on the way, way over here. Skip Richter gave a, a, a spiel on watering, the, you know, the severe drought and yeah. how to water. And he, he emphasized the uh, out there on the drip yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like we used to do in the old That's days. where the action is. Okay. <laughs> That's where the uptake action is. All right, so but, on a watering day, I'll have to yeah. make sure I'm just... Well, that's kind of... It kind of happens anyway with the watering of... When I keep moving it square by square. Yeah. Like, But I'm only doing it for like 30 minutes. Yeah, see. Uh, yeah, okay. Let's see, what was that saying my people used to say in Tennessee? Kind of like... <laughs> I don't know if I want to know. Flack your waiting, flack your... In the wind. Oh, okay. I bet they didn't say it that way. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm cleaning it up for you Texas okay. people. It probably helps the grass. All right. Two <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's it. Uh, when you're doing that light watering, you're helping, you're helping it'll go kind of moisten. Uh, yeah. That's why we saw when we got those, <laughs> those tremendous... Four tenths of an inch rain, you know, that flooded everybody out. <laughs> it was funny they had a they had a uh, rainfall rate. I, if I remember right, I think some of us got four inches of rain back there in oh April, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, April and May. Yeah. yeah but uh, gosh, and it greened up so wonderful. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it sure did. Except there were the, the weeds came up just like we predicted, you know. <laughs> Weed seeds are out there waiting for action, and boy, three days they're up. And it 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 dried up, 
that quick. <laughs> Nearly as quickly, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, they they got the rainfall for uh, a month or two. And uh, they got all my tents of an inch, uh, you know, that I used to raise hell by. They got that. It, all of them are below the significant rainfall amount. Uh, hey, we got Mark Peterson on the line at 210-308-8867. I wonder if we said something he disagrees with. 210-308-8867. Hey there, Mark. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you today? I am doing very well. Good, good. Uh, no, do I don't say? have anything to disagree with. Just some further clarification. Oh, okay. Jerry is absolutely correct. Oh, I hate to say that. <laughs> absolutely correct that when watering trees, the best thing is a soaker hose or some kind of drip line or the hugger, the tree hugger, uh, because you need to soak and soak well. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's correct. Uh, we need to get down to the subsoil. We don't need a whole lot, or, or often, rather, but we need to do When we do it, we need to really soak well. So the only uh, and, real tip I got from Jerry in terms of time was something about I, flatulence. Um, what is your, no, su- no, no, what is that, your suggestion on t- the amount of time? That, okay, I'm going to go. That was the, the next thing I was going to discuss. So you had mentioned you had just turned the faucet a little bit actually the technical uh, advice is one quarter turn that's that's uh when you're oh, okay. turning it you, you estimate what a quarter is and that's where you where you turn it on okay. however uh, terry is is correct again oh, oh correct again I'm when he says it out a, a, a timer uh, and how how much time are you recommending to i know okay, soils like the, are completely different is but. the best However, when you're using a soaker hose or the, the tree hugger, um, you're going to want it uh, long and slow, you know, like barbecue, bar- barbecue you know, um, low and, and slow, same type of thing, low and so slow. Soaker uh, hose anywhere probably... from 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Oh, that's not depending very on The soaker hose at, turned on correctly would put yeah. out roughly one gallon per foot per hour so, yeah, well, a, a, a new circle hose this is not talking about two or three year old circle hoses no and my wife turns things up like uh two to three times <laughs> yeah. well that and that's the issue that we've always had with the uh so, so soaker hoses too that uh people you know we, they'll sit and listen to us discuss this mm-hmm. slow soaking and then next thing we know they're the water's uh, spewing up on yeah. it, yeah. like a, just yeah. like a sprinkler, rather. Because it breaks, yeah. Well, or they, yeah, they just right. turn it, turn it up. They can't believe that one quarter. It's not very satisfying to do the one quarter. Yeah, it's best if you do the one quarter and then forget it for a few hours, you know. Yeah, but Mark says it doesn't. It doesn't even have to wait for a few hours. Yeah, uh, at, at least at least forty five minutes, preferably an hour and a half, up to an hour and a half. That's right. Okay. Uh, well, I'm glad you said so, that, Mark, because I, I think about my soils, with, uh, oh, about three inches, and then mostly rock, and I think how, 
how much water, how deep would the subsoil still be uh, in fish? In ter- terms of trees and those r- rocky soils that we're in, uh, do we still get uh, two feet of roots or three foot of roots? Or No. No, but what it is, think of uh, you're doing a brownie, and you're squishing that brownie out. So that's what happens. So you have, uh, normally you would have um, 80% of the root in the top 15 inches. Now you got three. You got to have that same amount of root. Now you just squish it out farther. So, oh, that was the other thing. And so you said the roots go to the drip brine. Actually, they go... Anywhere from two to three times. Oh, out to the drip, uh, past the drip line. Oh. So, ideally, I want to do the drip line, but what if I don't? Is that horrible, or um, is do the roots you, still? Do you get want the to go closer somebody? in or further out? Okay. So not in the middle. If you go, so, if, yeah, if you go closer in, that that that's fine. Uh, Usually we say it gets complicated. People start looking at me really weird. I say go a third of the way in and a third of the way out. What that means is the the distance from the drip line to the trunk. And you go about a third of that distance. And you use that okay. same thing going a third of the way in and a third of the way out. And a lot of times in residential situations, you've got a kind of a – Jerry talks about his nice uniform oak leaves – now, mine, <laughs> my big oak trees have leaves like on two, uh, leaf suckers on like two-thirds, and then there's driveway, all you know, all, yeah, the, all yeah. the rest there. And so there's no telling where that that drip line hmm. is <laughs> uh, out there. So you, there's, but I, but I think the, the most important thing is that you, you just soak your generous someplace in that in that drip drip line area and uh, of course the new, we're still we're still advocating on that the newly planted or the two-year planted yeah. that that you mm-hmm. were you worry more about the the, the root ball root ball yeah. is, that's why reasonable. the hunger is so so nice is that when you have uh, newly planted or within the two to three year period after planting it puts the water directly where it's supposed to be on the root ball and just outside the root ball. So that, that is so wonderful on that makes life so much easier. Yeah. So easy. cool. Well, thank you, Mark. Oh, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. <laughs> okay. I'm well, glad you did. In fact, in fact, it was the opposite of what I thought you weren't disagreeing with us. You were agreeing with Jerry I was twice, agreeing, but, but putting a little, yeah, uh, some little details on that. I still wear a conservation hat, so um, okay. Yeah, you could you could you could soak a lot longer, but then your bill's going to go up. Yeah, and you're going to use more water. So, kind of a nice compromise in, in there. Okay. Um, oh, and, and tell Jerry he does a much better job at uh, doing the tree hugger than I did. I, I was trying to. <laughs> I was trying to well, emulate. Yeah. I, I noticed that Trace was also. Yeah, I don't think you really all hold a candle to me. Review. Yeah, Trace did a good job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm not right. just saying that. Competition. So, we'll I'm have, glad we'll, I'm we'll not involved to, in this. We'll have to do. Maybe tomorrow we'll let you do the uh, the sound of the uh, <laughs> if of, I'm in of here. the hinge. Yeah, if you're in here. All right. 
Milton, <laughs> Milton loves his power. I do. Uh, I'm, I'm deciding who gets to yeah. do Yeah. All right, Trace, you're up. <laughs> All right. I like it. <laughs> that sets Trace standing up. All right. Thank you, Mark. You take care. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, we need to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Doc Hazlett, and I'm Milton Glick on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Again, our phone number, 210-308-8867. We're here at Millburgers in the two-story building. You can come in and ask us a question you if you like. Trace is with us, and uh, we're just talking gardening. And so if you've got a question, call us at 210-308-8867. It's always interesting, too, to Trace. Are, are we still talking whenever I ask you this? You just say people are talking about grass. What are people asking you questions about when they, when they come in? Grass. <laughs> You're not just saying that. No. Okay. What is what is their grass doing? Yellow. Yeah. Brown. <laughs> are they are you selling any of the uh, uh, gra- the grass we talked about? Uh, oh, the as, uh, the provista provista yeah, as a special order. Yeah. Good. Good. It'll be interesting to hear. Didn't you make some special arrangements to make it more available too? Didn't you or not? Was no, it's it's one of the every few. Friday? That's, it's one of those few that's available. We're we're talking about making like we used to have floor tam Friday. We're talking right. about. Oh, we're, we're not there yet. Okay. I don't know. You kind of have a nice alliteration with floor tam Friday. I don't know yeah. what you do with Pro Vista. I'm, yeah, it's okay. Pro Vista Friday. Okay, exactly. <laughs> Uh, that'd be interesting to see uh, how that because that I do know people come in. I've bought the the Floratam, just uh, you know buying you know ten pieces and trying to fix a place and stuff. Well, like and that. Uh, and I think uh, Jerry was originally brought it up that uh, it's if it's related to Floratam, it's got a good historic background, and so it's especially when when we're having trouble finding any kind of varieties there. Yeah. There's one ra- waiting for us to use and one that um meets the, in being meets improved. The yeah. Yeah. A lot of and uh, even though I even though I did not uh remember to uh mention that the you can you can <laughs> use Roundup on there but uh, uh or glyphosate uh but uh <laughs> That, that's another characteristic of it. What we're talking about is that Pro Vista um, San Augustine grass that uh, Milbergers has available here. It's a as a special order. Yeah, it's an a uh, it's it's related. They've developed. I get a lot of it from uh, Floratam, except it doesn't grow as fast, so you don't you have to mow it less. Uh, but it's got all those same. Uh, Drought tolerant characteristics and um, uh, yeah, Arthur looks. said they're even looking at uh, chinch bug resistance. Yeah, that does. which the original Floratam had, and I think it still has it. But uh, some uh, researcher that I'm not really happy with up, up around Dallas, Renner, uh, made this glowing uh, announcement that. Floratam is no longer resistant to chinch bug. Hmm. Uh, 
That's like think. like saying that your mother was yeah didn't know how to prepare tomatoes. <laughs> huh? I don't think this guy's was qualified to make that statement. But anyway, uh, it's, funny, it's funny how Jerry get those kind of beliefs. You know, if somebody disagrees with him, <laughs> <laughs> sounds a lot like my wife. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's so sad. But anyway, anyway even <laughs> though this provista is nice. Remember, it's not drought tolerant and everything until it gets established. So you're going to have to water just like you would regular well, and, turf. And we, when we wrote the article through it, we mentioned to everybody that it was a, a superior. We thought it was a superior variety, but it also was more expensive than some of the the grass no, varieties yeah. that are available. Well, it's still patented, so we always are going to pay a little more for that. It'd be interesting to get some. Have you getting getting some reports on? I guess, I guess I, it's I hard. A it's too early. I, no, well, I had a landscaper that was here yesterday. Bought a, bought a pallet, and he's been putting it in for several months at different houses. He was super uh, happy about it. Oh, good. And, oh, great. And he, and he didn't even know about the roundup part. Huh. <laughs> oh Lord! Ha. He looked at me like, <laughs> really? <laughs> like I did? Because <laughs> he read an article in the paper. I, they didn't I, mention it once. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but anyway, yeah, that's uh, Arthur Millburger worked r- really hard to get that on the market. Is it? Is there a section of it over in your d- display yeah. area? Yeah, the very last one by the okay, last gate. Uh, okay. <laughs> and how's it? How's the reaction to this heat? Any difference? I haven't looked at it in two weeks. So, yeah. uh, but before that, it still had better color and looks better than than the others. Yeah, that's. I'll have to pay attention tomorrow when I come to work. <laughs> that's why Aww. I guess that's a kind of an ex- ex- expectation you'd have with uh, floor cams. Oh yeah, yeah. Re- relative. So, but anyway, okay. anyhow, if you those of you that we we um, Trace mentioned that you you're, a lot of you are mentioning asking questions about turf grass to his staff but uh, that's also we also hear a lot of yeah. a lot of those questions about uh, can 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 we go ahead and replace some turf grass and uh, I guess I'm finally getting to the point I've t- told people just wait give it a chance give yeah. it a chance <laughs> uh, but we're we're uh, kind of at the stage now if you're show, still showing uh damage uh, from the heat. Dry dirt, huh? Yeah. That uh but the other thing is don't don't waste an investment if you're not going to find a way to to water it and yeah. uh, and again and follow up on the uh uh I don't know if the rules but there's a you get a special uh special kind of uh permission to uh to water like the Trace mentioned it's or so, that it's got to be established. Jerry did, I guess, and so you need to. The best way is the water in the morning and water in the afternoon, and uh, and so that you need some kind of a special permission uh, on variance. your restrictions. It's called a variance. a variance. Yeah, I don't know if it's is it very difficult to get or you... didn't used to be yet. I, I I suspect it's not not too bad. Because there's a lot of people out there putting sod in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Check it out, and if anybody anybody's got a, a response uh, or a, an experience with it, uh, let us know. That'd be interesting for us yeah. to know too. And we we've got to uh, remember that we're 
in the target spot of uh, drought for all of Texas. That as a target right over San Antonio. That's the driest. It's drier here than it's been mm -hmm. anywhere else in the state. Uh, and that uh, that uh, I have to watch Neil because he's uh, he's in Dallas and they've been they've gotten some rains up there, mm -hmm. but he's been he he wrote a art, little article on uh, of what to how how to water during this drought. He said, be extremely observant of new mm -hmm. trees and shrub plantings. To be sure that you don't forget to water them by hand or tree hugger, hugger every couple of days the rest of this year. In other words, this ain't going to be over even if we start getting torrential rain. Not going to be over. It took three years to get here. It's going to take maybe a couple of years to get back. <laughs> Sprinkler, sprinkler irrigation alone will not be adequate. That's what's messing everybody up is because they said, well, well, I've got an automatic sprinkler system. No. Uh, that's just wetting the uh, the soil. Uh, I mean, the, the uh, grass roots. Soak, the, pla soak the plants deeply with a bubbler attachment or... A bubbler? Bub uh, yeah, a bubbler at the end of your garden hose. And on established trees... Sounds like something you use for whiskey. On <laughs> <laughs> uh, watering established trees, if you're taking reasonable care of your lawn, the trees will probably get enough water to see them through. That means survive. If you feel they need supplemental water, however, use a soaker hose around the drip line, outer perimeter of the canopy, to soak the soil slowly and slowly and deeply for a few hours I saw once, once a week. I saw one of your articles, Jerry, and I we we haven't much we haven't talked about this as much as we used to, but one of the things that is a good strategy when we're in the severe drought area in, in stage two drought restrictions is to kind of target, identify the most important part of your landscape. Yeah, yeah. And identify the part that is most uh, vulnerable mm -hmm. to and and most valuable that you need to protect. There you go. And there and and then and then uh, make sure it fits into the uh, the restrictions. And and it should because uh, as we mentioned earlier, we. Uh, citizens and gardeners, we were the ones that came up with the restrictions, working closely with San Antonio Water System and our commercial uh, landscape people. So that that that's a good strategy. You you should even with stage two and later stages, you should have enough flexibility um, to take care of your to protect your landscape, and especially if you're you're, you're careful about it and you. Do some thinking about it. Oh yeah, Trace. I had a question for you, or maybe Jerry remembers too. The uh, uh, Provista was that was that, was that uh, as sensitive to cold up up there? Uh, was that did they use that in uh, Dallas 
or is it uh, too cold for I, that? I don't know if it can go that far, but it did. the sample plot was planted uh, here um, probably a year ago, so it did the 16 with no problem. And that was here, though. That was here. Yeah. I could, so I probably not advisable for north of Austin or so. Uh, time, time will tell. Yep. So, anyhow, anybody has any questions about that? <laughs> Who, uh, should they talk to you or anybody on your staff? Who is the Pro Vista expert? Uh, theoretically, anybody who answers the phone ought to be able to give them some information. Okay. Yeah, on new, new trees and shrubs, uh, and Neil pushed this from the very beginning, as have I. It says new trees and shrubs, which pertain to us here. And in capital in capital letters, he put very important message. Hmm. New plants from this year must be watered by hand, not with sprinklers, for the first two years in the landscape. Must be watered by hand, not with or the sprinkler. Uh-huh. Tree hugger. Tree hugger. Not with sprinklers for the first two years in the landscape. If a plant came out of a five-gallon pot, give it five gallons of water every two days. Hmm. Okay. If it came out of a 10-gallon pot, 10 gallons of water every two days. So uh, the major issue here, we can argue about the specifics, but the major issue here is be generous and be alert to uh, uh, the water needs. And just because it was planted last year, you've got to really be uh, conscientious, of, and especially in our kind of soil where there's... Oh, yeah. There's no soil. There's <laughs> rock and cliche. All kind of rock, huh? Yeah. So anyhow, that's great. Yeah. So, but like Tanya said, don't <laughs> wait too late. It'd be, <laughs> which you'll be singing, it's about, it's a little too late to do the, the right, right thing now. Before. The interesting thing I've noticed, you know, I, we, uh, I've always recommended Holly's. Of cold tolerant and uh, heat tolerant and and probably and drought tolerant, of course. And uh, this year we've been getting more reports on something's wrong with the hollies. They they they're not that the leaves are discolored and they look like they got a disease. And That's why he hangs up when he gets up. <laughs> And uh, and it's always the same answer, because hollies don't wilt their foliage uh, when they dry so out. Ready to die? Yeah, they're getting ready to die. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Come on by Milberger's at 1604 on Boulevardy Road and visit with us. And we're here in the two-story 
and we'd love to talk with you. You uh, bring a sample of what you got, and we can help identify it or figure out what's going on, and uh, we'll be happy to help you here at 1604 and Bull Verde Road. All right. Well, welcome back, Trace. Did you miss us in the nursery and all the... <laughs> you don't have to answer that. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's good to feel welcome. Here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I noticed uh, on the sale items uh, for this week, uh, Vinca's still at the top of the list. And uh, I guess it said be, Vinca would be on sale through August 28th, and you still got a great supply of them out there. And uh, <laughs> it said, the description says, excellent in flower beds and containers that receive hot, reflective sun. So the one exception to that is on Tuesdays. So uh, on Tuesdays, the Senior Citizens Day, the the computer won't, well, it will double dip. So no. we, we uh, the sales all come off for Tuesday. Oh, okay. But uh, anyway, I think, I think he's just picking on us old people. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm right around the corner from it too. Yeah. So. <laughs> a four-inch pot, regular dollar fifty-nine, on sale four for five dollars, and that's that's a good thing that because with vincas, uh, even if you plant them in containers, you may need to plant more than just one. Uh, we had we had a customer several years ago that uh, all they'd buy was one one plant of uh, anything. Are you Milton? I don't know who he's talking about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, but Milton has really improved over uh, those yeah. two years. Cause Since he, he got married. Now he, buy, now he uh, buys two. Buys three year plants. Oh, okay. No, they told me I had to buy them in odd numbers. So. <laughs> It's your personality, I think. <laughs> no, I was trying to come up with a joke there, but that's uh, uh, okay. You don't, you, you don't have to. It's okay. Yeah, the, uh, odd, odd numbers for odd fellas. Well, we want to remind everybody too. You, we, we talk about uh, the um, whatever it is we were talking Vinca? about. Vinca, but the the pentas too for the shade, kind of the, uh, the almost the same bloom power as the as the. Uh, of our our, our our other ones, but uh, full sun, full sun versus full shade. So you've got a really a good choice there. Yeah, it's in, now in the test. The whopper begonias uh, did as well in the full sun as they did uh, in the shade. Yeah, the poor the poor whoppers are taking a little on the chin uh, with, with this. Uh, but they're hate. not dying, right? Oh no, they're just they're doing battle and they're showing <laughs> they're showing uh, burn areas. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, when the winds came, they're more they're more vulnerable when they're yeah. uh, stiff from the yeah. lack of water when the winds come too. Right. So it's a it's an interesting situation. But they yeah they they continue. Do yours continue to perform, Milton? Yeah, they're they're alive. Yeah, they're alive. My 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 bar is set pretty low. <laughs> And they, they, they uh, I, I find that they even use less. Yeah, you, you don't have to water them as much, even as, uh, as our vincas. Yeah, you know, vincas are uh, respond. You know, you water them every couple of days, <laughs> and uh, and uh, the whoppers will put up with a, a longer period. Even pentas don't put up for very, they're, very long. Yeah, they're. 
we we move them a little bit so to try to give them more shade. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Does the uh, I've never grown whopper. I've seen it in trials, but uh, I've grown the mother of whopper. I guess the the regular uh, the sort of shorter ones. Uh, and uh, pair of wing, I mean. Uh, but uh, the shorter ones, but if you don't water those regularly, Semper yeah, yeah, they uh, they tell you because uh, they turn kind of tan or yeah, not brown, but uh, kind of grayish or tan. Oh yeah, the whoppers do definitely. Do they that. do that too. Do that too, but it's all it's also not the. Not the last step before the <laughs> the wilt. You know, you gotta. Yeah. You you really don't have to jump and move fast like you do on a lot of the <laughs> plants. Yeah. Well, the the neat thing about that is when they come back. I mean, if you if you see them and go out there and water them, uh, they'll be blooming the next day. I mean, even after a severe dry down. So uh, that's that's a good plant. I've I've always loved begonias, but the, uh, you know, I tell I tell the story when I had a flat of them at at the house, and in and, and I think they were in the peat pots, so they dry up pretty fast. But I'd get home from work and I'd look out there and those poor begonias were just, <laughs> you'd think they were. Gone, uh-huh. and I would call the family over. I said, "Now, do those plants out there look like they might need something?" And they said, "No, they look fine to us." I said, "Okay, go back, play your video game." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, go throw some water on them, even in the heat of the summer sun, in in the afternoon, and the next morning they'd be full bloom. So that's that's a spectacular plant. I always liked it to a cactus. It's mm. just like a cactus. Yeah. And all the colors that they've got is spectacular. But uh, I saw in Calvin's article, one of them, I was, I was reading three or four of them, and uh, I looked at it. We got Pride of Barbados, Mexican Bird of Paradise. Uh on sale, number five pot regularly, thirty-four ninety-nine, on sale for twenty-eight eighty-eight, and that brought to mind. And then Calvin's article says that his neighbor says now is the time to cut them, to cut the uh, uh, seed pods off. Yeah, I, I, he gave me the impression he worked pretty closely with you when you were yeah. trying to get the coordinate that uh, yeah. that pruning area. And then you tell me that uh, the seed pods are the reason I'm talking about this is the seed pods are now forming on the Pride of Barbados. Yeah, but he he do, he does his pruning earlier. Yeah, than, yeah, he did it. Before the yes, bloom, it's more like a deadhead. Yeah, no, nobody's going to do that. <laughs> he <does>. so, <laughs> so, but I, his look pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you what you need to do. Just if you've got an established uh, Mexican bird of paradise, it's spectacular, and they're beginning to say, uh, put the little seed pods on there. Uh, 
you don't have to. I, I don't know why I'm telling people this, because they're going to do it. If they see those seed pot on there, they said, I'm going to save that seed and uh, and grow me a plant, grow me some plants for next year myself. That's wrong. Don't don't try to do that, because by the time you go ahead and uh, you have to let those seed turn brown, the seed pod and kind of dry up. It's like blue bonnets, just like a blue bonnet, and turn brown before you can harvest the seed. If you harvest them green, they won't germinate. So uh, you got to let them turn brown and keep the neighbors off of them because they they're going to want to collect them too. But if you say you have to save that seed until next spring, so it begins to warm up, kind of like when you plant okra, and uh, it'll never flower that first year. So you waste a whole year of that beautiful bloom waiting for those seedlings to bloom. And they can freeze. If it gets extremely cold, They'll those little seedlings will freeze. So I don't know. You, you can go ahead and save them if you want to. But well, uh, Bart's, issue, Bart's issue was that if you, you deadhead them, you know, when, when the, the flowers and some plantings are starting to decline yeah and some of the other plantings they look pretty spectacular still um and they and the, the nurseries they look good too yeah but uh if you do uh he 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 alerts he warns people don't expect the the blooms to respond unless you're able to to water uh, well, oh yeah yeah pride of barbados is real drought tolerant and it'll survive without Water, but the, yeah. he's 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 arguing that uh, if you want them that fall bloom to show, you, you got to be able to give them some water. You got to give them push them. Yeah. Anyway, you can make that decision on your own. Uh, they've got to, they're they're going to have plenty of seed pods on there. Uh, speaking of seed pods, uh, Neil had a write up on. Uh, a desert willow, a, fr- a friend of his, a desert, desert willow, and uh, of course I was, uh, I was intent to see that he definitely mentioned uh, Paul Cox's. Oh, did he? <laughs> did he mention? What? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. What did he say about? He Paul? said several cultivars of desert willow exist. Arch seedless, it produces sterile flowers. And therefore, no seed pods. I've never heard of it, but uh, I guess you get it. And then he mentioned Bubba Sports, dark purple, purple burgundy, dark purple burgundy flowers. And Desert Diva has emerald green leaves and dark purple burgundy flowers. And uh, he didn't mention, didn't give Paul credit. But uh, maybe I didn't know anything about Desert Willow before uh, Paul came out with his Bubba Desert Willow. But I think the release of Bubba and Paul Cox uh, stimulated all this interest in uh, Desert Willow. Because I can't remember anything 
being talked about on Desert Willow before he released Bubba and we started promoting mm. it. Did um, we do we have Desert Willow here at Millburgers? We should. Yeah. Some, some and there was Bubba and something else, wasn't it? Sweet there? Bubba. Sweet Bubba, that's right. But I haven't been here in two weeks. I need to go look. Okay. <laughs> we, we don't need another soaker hose thing. <laughs> the, I, uh, I just I guess we won't be letting him go on vacations again. <laughs> no. no, clearly. Well, yeah, and then clearly that's a mistake. And there we are repair having to repair the the uh, porch yeah. over there. And gosh, yeah, everything happens. But anyway, that uh, I found that interesting. He did. Uh, I have heard that uh, Bubba Desertwell is predominantly uh, so uh, Desertwell west of here, you know, as you get at Phoenix and and out in that country. In fact, I think uh, Paul gave Bubba at first to. Uh, the the uh, the nursery in Phoenix, uh, so uh, it's it's really taken the de- desert by storm, and it's great here too. It's oh, gosh, blooming yeah. all all around the place, and uh, <laughs> the only only problem we have, which hadn't been a problem for the last five or ten years, is too much rain. It is a desert weather. And when it gets too much rain, I don't know if it gets a disease or a, f- a foliage disease or what, but it you know, nails them. You know, where it used to really be spectacular was over at the old Saw's offices downtown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they had the landscape uh, was one of the dominant plants was Desert Willow. Oh, okay. And that's, that's the first time I ever... Saw it, and of course you didn't even notice it until it got to be hot summertime. And yeah, this yeah. this kind of weather. So it is a uh, don't don't plant it in the middle of your uh, <laughs> uh, uh, San Augustine. Oh yeah, here. where you have to because yeah you don't because you they're they're kind of contradictory. There, one <laughs> likes a lot of water and the other doesn't. So, but uh, if it's in the border, the edge, yeah. and in a. On a slope, gosh, yeah, they were pretty on the slope too. Um, so it's a good plant. Do you know a lot of uh, oh professional xeriscapes? Uh, most of them included uh, some desert willow too. So it's a good plant, good plant to consider. And Terry's uh, mentioned there's a, at least two two of the Bubba selections here at the Millburgers. Yeah. So that's that, neat. That fragrant. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and I always talk about the uh, the bubbas because you see them planted in just horrible places, <laughs> um, you know, in drive-through lines under rock, and you know where they're just getting nothing fumes all day, and they look gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, so. You ought to you ought to see them in in Mexico, yeah, where they're, where they're originated. They'll be on top of a driest mountain mm. that you can imagine. The same way with salvias. Uh, the reason uh, Lynn Lowry and 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 Paul and all that bunch brought back salvias and desert wellers was because when you're over there in that dry part of Mexico, 
That's the only thing that's pretty. Oh, okay. That's the only thing that's blooming. So uh, they'd say, well, this has got to be good in San Antonio, so brought it back. Let's take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930, the AM 930, The Answer. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. And EJ is on the line. Is this the the B-Man, EJ? This is the B-Man. Thank you very much. What's going on, B-Man? We're just going to call you that from now on. (laughs) Okay. Well, don't let him get away with Well, I guess that's a better name than he calls Jerry and I. So. <laughs> yeah, you're okay. doing much better than they are. Yeah. What's up, EJ? I bought, the, uh, I bought the Desert Willow last week, and after consultation with some friends, uh, I think I want to wait until maybe September or October to plant it up in my bee yard, and I just wanted to check and get y'all's opinion on it and then if you agree then uh, what would you be your care tips while i'm waiting to plan it i i would be i'm surprised that you'd wait who are they uh arborists or horticulturist yeah um members of the native plant society huh. i i guess uh I've been, you know, a lot of our listeners have been planting a lot of things, and I've been planting a lot of things, and that would be high on my list of uh, suitable plantings. Um, I have to admit that it's it's been tough. I've planted some shade trees, and uh, they've have had really had to be conscientious on the on the watering and everything. uh, well, I would, I might disagree with them. Have they had experience with the bubas? I mean, with the um, trees? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Um, it, it certainly, it's it's just one of those judgment things. It certainly wouldn't hurt to, uh, to wait, but I, I'd be inclined to, uh, to get them in the ground. Rather than, I I always think of them as being more uh, sensitive to cold weather than to hot weather. So you're trying to get them established before it gets cold. Yeah, but yeah. it's you know it's a it's not it's not one of those uh, real obvious obvious things, and that's why I was asking if they've had experience that uh, planting them and had tr- special trouble. With p- He's got he had. Uh, He's t- planting uh, um, Desert Bubba. Bubba does, yeah. And he and he's had some uh, native plant people recommend he not wait, not plant until later in the fall. And I was thinking, I didn't, I wouldn't, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other, because if, if any plant, uh, yeah, was uh, capable of uh, being planted, I guess, I guess the. 
uh, oh, I guess there's some plants that we would uh, I think that uh, are more like likely to be very successful than I would think of. Uh, that would be one of them, but yeah, well, the, the, a lot of the native plants, until they're established, are not drought tolerant and are not. Uh, they don't have some of the characteristics of their mother nature na- uh, natives. So, uh, yeah. but I, I think if you if you keep it moist, uh, they're probably saying that you won't have as much trouble. Uh, Keeping it at the right moisture level if you wait to fall. Yeah. Because hopefully it'll be cooler and we'll also get periodic rain. And it's a, you know, and it's a general, a general rule too. If, uh, if you have, uh, th- this time of the year with this kind of weather is, is more of a challenge for almost any kind of plant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's, uh, I think you'd be right no matter what you do. Uh, just oh, okay. you, if you plant, if you plant them, you're just going to have to be uh, careful to make sure you get you stay, keep that uh, uh, roots uh, moist. Can you uh, uh, what what's the smallest uh, uh, container of a tree can you can you find? Uh, well, he's already bought it. Well, oh, what size? Containers in five gallons. Do you remember? Was it a number five pot? I think it was. I think, EJ. It, was, I think it was. Yeah. Okay. Either, well, either number five or number three. I can't remember. I saw him with it when he was walking out. Oh, oh, bought it from here. Yeah. Okay. So, well, uh, like you say, when you dig the hole, put it in there. Uh, you keep that uh, root ball moist. Well, maybe water it every two to three days. I and I think of a five. The number five would be be uh, good. Be good to plant it rather than to just to have it hang out, unless you're unless you're going to be not available to watch it and water it when it needs it. Yeah, and you you know just to, and you have a good place to. Put it where where it gets uh, it's not in full sun. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, just okay. if if you want to be on the safe side, just uh, keep it in the five gallon container. Uh, put it in a place that gets uh, a little bit of morning sun and afternoon shade, and keep it watered, and then wait to fall to plant it. It's your own fault. Now you've made it so complex, you know. there you go oh one other thing last week I mentioned the uh, desert willow that was on the 410 access road by the airport somebody listened and they went and chopped it out no what oh yeah yeah very sad but the good news I'll I'll bet you it'll stump sprout and it'll be back next year there you go why do you think they would do that oh man EJ you gotta be careful (laughs) <laughs> you've, got, you've got powers right, you yeah. didn't even know. And thanks for your kindness, yeah, you man. You take, take care. care. All right. Good you luck too. on your plants. Thank you. All right. 210-308-8867.
and pest control. If you have uh, roaches, rats, fleas, scorpions, whatever you got, whatever's bugging you in the house, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control can help you take care of it. Now, since 1976, Warren Remy and Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control has been helping homeowners and businesses alike, businesses that their livelihood depends upon staying insect-free or roach-free or rat-free. They do it really well and you'll see it when you go to the website google uh spider go i'm sorry go spidermanpest.com and you'll see all the great google reviews but the uh the key is that they look at the problem holistically they put together a plan they're going to take decide kind of um you know what you need to do and what's causing the problem and try to and treat both and that's why they have so much success uh check them out online go spidermanpest.com go spidermanpest.com or call them 210-656-3721 you'll like listening and working with warren remy i mentioned listening because i know warren was uh um and he's got listening to the show too yeah 210-656-3721 all right james is on the line at 210-308-8867 hey james welcome to the show how are you doing james welcome to milberger's gardening south texas how you doing I don't hear James. No, <laughs> we sometimes you we have trouble. We, sometimes guy? we have trouble with James's phone. I'm wondering if that's an issue. Uh-huh, could be. Um, well, we could. Is there another? Yeah, is James the one that had those? Uh, tried those celebrity nope. plus. James, this? are you there? I'm here. I can hear y'all, but y'all can't hear me. No, okay, we can't okay. hear you at all. No, oh, you can hear him. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. No, we can hear you, James. What's going on? I've been able to hear y'all the whole time. Okay. Oh dear. Uh, I got a I got a desert willow as well that I planted, established uh, not this year, last spring, and it's it's done well despite the drought. Um, after that short rainy period we had, in, um, I noticed. I guess it was back in May, and it's and it's a bush. And it's about maybe six feet tall. And it's been blooming. It's nice and it's lush, except for um, no, the foliage is drying up. So back in May, I gave. <laughs> uh, we keep losing you, James. Um, Bless you, you gave it what? Uh, deep soaking water. Deep soaking water. Oh, okay. good. Around late May. And okay, good. So uh, it didn't it didn't produce new leaves foliage on the bottom this week, and it's just so. Is that just a function of the heat, or I know it's not over water because it's so been so dry, or yeah. is that just normal? Or is that probably just a normal? function. Of, probably a function of the heat. Well, that but would be. It, it won't kill the tree. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a. Also, an argument for our for EJ's uh, um, wait, waiting to go get through with this hundred degree heat. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Even even yeah. Our, even a tree like the, those we're talking about are yeah. are threatened by this kind of weather. Don't worry about it. It'll yeah. it'll be back. Uh, the yeah. uh, are you the one that planted plants the tomatoes? 
Yeah, but I have not tried that Celebrity Plus or two or whatnot. I haven't seen any of those. I've just grown the regular Celebrity. In fact, Wait, I you were you were the one that told us about it, Celebrity Plus. No, that must that must have been another James. Uh, no, that was the other James. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anyway, my Celebrity that I bought at the store about two weeks ago and potted up. It's just so hot. I've even got it in the afternoon shade, and it's just the air temperature is just burning it up. I think if I can find another one until it cools off a little bit, I might have to grow it in the house in a, in the windowsill or something. This is unbearable. Uh, well, I've, no, I've noticed. Is, yeah, I've noticed those containers that are in partial shade in my. Yard uh, are the are ones that are doing much better than the ones that are in full full sun yeah. right now. Yeah. Too. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they're do, they're over a hundred degrees and all all bets are off. I think. Where'd you get it? Yeah, I got it at H E B. Okay, it, it could yeah. have been grown in a semi-shaded area, uh, greenhouse. And uh, the the tomatoes we sell here never see the shade, and uh, unless uh, uh, Millburgers and them want to put them in the shade to keep them from wilting or whatever. But uh, if it's it's kind of like you going out the first time and sunbathing after you're on sunbathed all all winter, and uh, that could have happened. It, what did, it, what did it do, so, just wilt down? No, it's not wilted. It's just the leaves are curling and just um, like they're burning up, just like the foliage did on the on the desert willow, looks like, yeah. Yeah, I bet you, I bet you I, that's what it was. Did you, yeah, okay. so do you have new growth appearing? No, uh, no, the only really green growth left is at the, at the top stem. And it's it's starting to turn too. It's starting to curl. Um, I don't think I'm overwatering it. Um, I'm just trying to keep it alive. But I had the yeah. same issue last summer yeah. when it was so hot, trying to get a fall tomato started in a container. Yeah. yeah. No, okay, I'm sorry. My, it's okay, but is it too late? If I can find another one uh, uh, that's in a four-inch pot, do you think it's too late? We're at the first of August. Um, and maybe um, uh, throw it indoors. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Oh, no. Uh, a, a person of your uh, very good means, you know, should uh, come on over here to Millburgers and buy them in a gallon. Yeah, it's, you're only fifty miles away from me. One, <laughs> one way. That would be the seventeen dollar. Uh, That's train. it. Are you outside of Seguin or where are you? No, I'm outside. I'm in Atascosa County. Okay. Is there a nursery in Pleasanton anymore? No, it closed down several years ago. I've got no nurseries on this side of town that I'm hmm. aware of. Oh, huh. yeah, I remember yeah. They, they had the. High school principal uh, had the nursery uh, uh, years ago there in Pleasanton. In Pleasanton? uh, Yeah. Yeah, it used to be called Twin Sisters when I used to go. That's right, that's right, that's right. Twin Sisters. Yeah, 
Last time I went through there, or a few times back, it, it was shut down. I think it's a pottery barn now or something like that. Oh, okay. Five pots only. All well, right. Um, so, is it too late? If I Even nah, if I no. went to Millburgers, is it too late to try to get one going for the fall? Not at, from a gallon. Not from a gallon. And they got the gallons at Millburgers? Oh, they yeah. Do. Yeah, I don't know if they have... Uh, they have all the good they've got they got celebrities they've got celebrities yeah okay yeah they got and it's favorite. amazing that's what my they favorite have. tomato right there yeah yeah uh, tycoon celebrity red red, well, you heard, red you, snapper <laughs> you heard the good news didn't you no i i just tuned in late I'm sorry. no no what more no news? more regular celebrity after this year they're all going to uh, be ce- I think- Celebrity Plus. Celebrity Plus. Okay. Uh, improved does not always improve. But there you go. And in, in our test, well, in Dr. Larry Stein's test and uh, David Rodriguez's test, the Celebrity Plus is not plus. That's what I kind of figured on some of the other new introductions in years. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. I don't know why. So... I hate to see it go, so yeah. maybe I'll come by and get one this week or two. Okay, Give you want to save the seeds? Well, not from this one. Oh, okay. It's, uh, that's Celebrity it, Plus out there. It is okay. They can't get the you know, if I would If I would have known that about three weeks ago, I took my two cele- or one celebrity out of a uh, about a seventeen-gallon container, and it still had a lot of fruit left on it. But I all went in the trash. If I would have known, I would have saved some of the seed. Yeah, you but, know about uh, you know about the frog, don't you? No. <laughs> if the frog would have had wings, he wouldn't have busted his ass. No, oh, thank you, Jerry. Is That's that, lovely. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> On that no, note, goodness. thanks, James. I don't y'all get take, it. Y'all take <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> How about if if some butts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a merry Christmas? Is that better? Oh. I don't get that. That's not not quite as visual as Jerry's, but uh, anyway, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. You think about it when you're when you're going home, you're going to get it. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, sixteen zero four and Boulevardy Road. Uh, back in a moment on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, 210-308-8867. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, and we're here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. You're welcome to come on by. We're, we're in the two-story today, so uh, you'll see it as soon as you get in here, and you can come on in with your gardening question. We can help you as well. All right, 210-308-8867 is, is the number to call, too. What else you got over there? Uh we had quite a few questions about the heat, huh? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I can't imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> it says, uh, you know, I, I have at times recommended slow-release fertilizer. Yeah, I mean, I've uh, heard that. 
uh, Osmocode yes. and, and our slow-release uh, fertilizer. And uh, uh, Neil got a question. that how often should I apply time-released plant food? And uh, <laughs> he said, uh, how often can I supplement with time-release fertilizer? Uh, said it will depend on the product you buy. Manufacturers use different coatings to get the time relief feature. That's why when you use Osmocote Plus, I'm pretty sure that's a plastic-covered uh, situation because a lot of times when they use Osmocote Plus, people will call and they said, there's little eggs in my in my plant in in my pot copious amounts of copious eggs. amounts of little eggs in there <laughs> and uh that's that's uh has released the nitrogen in there uh, but people think they're still still working hmm. but after after certainly the time it quits working it takes weeks or months for coatings to dissolve and release the nutrients inside. You know, we always talk about our fertilizer, a lawn fertilizer. And what do we do? Three months uh, time release. Yeah, fertilizer. I, I, I'm always wishful thinking four months. Yeah, right. One thing I've been told by several sources is that those coatings break down more rapidly in hot weather than they do in cooler conditions. So I guess this would qualify as, as hotter weather, wouldn't it, Mother? I'm thinking yes. Uh, so that means uh, if you fertilize your tomatoes, and we recommended that for onions too, uh, and it's people with uh, Osmocote Plus, and we talked about uh, if you're fertilizing uh for only three months, a three-month growing period, you can re, you can plant other things in there like uh, flowering annuals, and they'll benefit from the residual fertilizer that's in that Osmocote Plus. But uh, manufacturers generally suggest that you count on time-release aspecting aspect lasting about half as long as a container says here in texas in other words i i don't know i guess i should go get a little bottle of osmocote plus but uh, that means if you have a three-month prayer product you could think about another feeding in six or eight weeks not three months and i think uh, osmocote plus is six months of some more, maybe. I'm thinking it's three. It's three? I think so. Okay. It's, it's supposed to be longer, though, than the uh, regular Osmocote. So is that le- yeah. less than three? I thought it was three. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to check. Could be three. Um, but I, I wonder, too, that uh, is unpopular. I'll bet the uh, you talking about plastic yeah. coatings because of the... Um, Oh, the pollution from plastic, is that, I wonder 
Hopefully it isn't a, plas- a plastic <laughs> container. I guess it's plastic. Do you, know, know. do you know what the coating is it's on It's a clear a, coating. On Osmo coat? I do not, but it is clear. <laughs> it is interesting. Clear. Uh, we'll, we'll try to f- figure that out. But anyway, so, but now it, it, it's uh, on our fertilizer, that's sulfur-coated urea. So that's not, that's not plastic. That's a, a sulfur-coating. And so it it doesn't last near as long, but the common the common the, common, the uh, what to take away from this is that uh, the, the coatings break down more rapidly in hot weather than they do in cooler conditions. So uh, if you use uh, our fertilizer, a 1959 slow release fertilizer. In the spring, and it's an extremely hot season like we've had, uh, you probably uh, need fertilization uh, in the fall, which is what we recommend for lawns and things. Well, of course, with our new, you know, let's see, with September is when we start our um, winter gardening. Yeah. So that that's that'll be everybody... Well, if it's not 100 degrees, uh, every, everybody will be excited about that. And, and fertilizing, uh, you know, hopefully they'll fertilize at the end of uh, August to get the garden ready for September yeah. uh, plants. For and how plant. how will they know to do that, Calvin? Well, because, they, well, they can go to Plant Answers or they can listen to us. On um, September the 23rd starts at 10 o'clock. Wait a, wait a minute. Let's let's go to night, August nineteenth, from ten to eleven thirty. Growing a fall vegetable garden, part one. Warm weather vegetables, and uh, a free adult seminar. What about a captured adult uh, <laughs> David's going to be no, here. Yeah, no sign-up required. David's going to be here. He's going to talk about tomatoes, peppers, yeah. squash, the okra, stuff like that. Really? Then the next month. Oh, in August? Then he yeah. start, that's in August. Yeah. yeah. And then the next month he starts talking about broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's why it's a two-parter. September 23rd is the second part, 10 a.m., and they talk about, he talks the same guy. Falls milder temperature bring out the best flavors in home vegetable gardens. Insect and disease are less bro- bro- bothersome. And so that's why I don't know when when these uh, cool weather vegetables uh, hit the market, but. Uh, Historically, the last week of August. Okay, yeah. That's, uh, like I said earlier in the show, uh, these these vegetables that we recommend, like the broccoli, cauliflower, and those varieties were chosen to grow in hot weather because when when we say fall gardening, Somebody that people want to go out and get their tomatoes and their peppers and their broccoli and the collards and uh, things like that. 
and uh, plant those, but uh, it's better, uh, especially on the collards, if you eat a lot of collards, to wait till the temperature cools because those collards get sweeter. Mm. Well, who was I talking to the other day? Was planting kale. When, when should I plant kale? Uh, yeah, it, it's not going to change in its flavor. October. <laughs> there's a lot of choices on kale, though, and the flavors. Oh, are, yeah. The flavors are kind of different as you switch from plant to plant. And if you do some of the uh, fancier leafed ones, you can incorporate them into your flower bed to give you color. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and edibility, if that's the word. Edibility? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But they, and, of course, you can always modify the taste with collards. Collards taste good no matter what. Well, collards and uh, Swiss chard is another one that's pretty neutral that does real well with uh, kale. Yeah. yeah. Those your, that's your favorite, right, Cherry? What's that? Collards or uh, kale? Kale and yeah. collards. And, <laughs> that's why I brought up kale, just to poke the bear. <laughs> hey, Franklin needs some help here. Let's see if we can help him out at 210-308-8867. Hey, Franklin, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you today? Hey, you fabulous people. I'm just peachy, thank you. i uh, got a question for you. I've got some pups on a, a terrell yucca, uh, and I want to separate them. i got two of them. I want to separate them out and replant them someplace else. Uh, what's the best way to do about it? Do I just take a shovel and, and go around it, or, or what do I do? Yeah, you just I don't want to damage shovel. the mother plant too much. but uh, Yeah, don't don't want to hurt the mother. Uh, the uh, anyway, she, you she's just take a tough a, old lady. You gonna have tough. <laughs> yeah. you, take, you take a sharpshooter or just a uh. regular shovel, sharpened, and uh, just cut it off from the mother plant as close to mother plant as you can get. You might okay, you might you might scar it? the mother plant, but uh, she'll yeah. be okay. Yeah, it's I don't mind taking children. a little chunk off her, but. But uh, they're pretty close. So, uh, but how much uh, around it should I get? Nothing. How much soil and how deep? None. None. You you you're gonna handle it like a cactus. Yeah. And you, okay. You just you just cut that thing off. Cut the cut the little pup off. Yeah, and, stick it uh, in the ground. And uh, well, let it dry, let it dry for about uh, four or five days. Oh, dry out for four or yeah, five days? Yeah, yeah. Put it in a shade and just let it uh, super, what we call superize over. Yeah. For four or five days. And then then you can just plant it just like you would a regular bare root plant. Should you, yeah, should about, you plant it in a pot? Go about, or about, should I go about just enough to cover the base of it or, or what? Well, that's not the most, the, is the, the most important thing is to have it steady at yeah. the base. yeah. But you know you don't want it too deep, but uh, no, they they generally just, prop them up. Yeah, it, it yeah, should just root. deep enough to support the plant. Right, right, right. Okay. What and should I water that water. hole first or what? Well, uh, I, I was thinking to put it in a pot. Yeah, you could do that, uh, that first. Way your drainage is better. Make sure it's rooted before you take the time to dig a hole to stick it in the ground. Yeah. Have another uh, should I use any uh, root stimulator or anything on there? No. <laughs> nah. I, uh, it, uh, this is a... Uh, <laughs> no, I, you can use that and make you feel better. Nah. 
would make me feel better. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Most I usually do is spray it with seaweed. That's a pretty good. Uh, yeah, uh, that. Uh, that. Uh, how, mu- how much uh, seaweed do you think that uh, plant's mm-hmm. ever seen in real yeah, life? None. In real life. None. No, I, I'm talking <laughs> about just to get it to root. When, oh, okay. when I go to root things like roses or something like that, I use a seaweed on it usually instead of the root stimulator. Works, hmm. It seems to work as well. Oh, okay. Just dip well, whatever in, dip works. In. That'll, yeah. that'll work for you. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so I don't have to worry. I, I should have the whole, the ground moist there, should I? Or what? Well, if you put it in the pot, you you want to keep the... Uh, I'm not planning to put it in the pot. I'm going to put it straight in the ground. There you go. See that, Sam? Now you want want it to dry out in between water and Yeah, like Jerry said, about three, four days in in the shade. Yeah, you're not going to kill it by dryness. No, no. Yeah. It's a yucca. (laughs) 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 But... uh, but but, uh, but uh, I, I'm I'm talking about when I replant it and yeah. uh, it, should I put a little fertilizer in there or not? I don't think so. Yeah, uh, well, just, well, let's just let's, it, let's it give it several months, uh, maybe next spring. Yeah, before I give it a little bit. Yeah, I use that slow reverse slow release that you guys have the lawn fertilizer. Oh, good. That be yeah, good. that'll that'll work good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it's going to take it a while to form roots after oh, yeah. super, after super is over. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. So uh, put it in the shade, cut it off, and yeah, uh, yeah. don't have to worry about too much around it. No. It's probably already got some roots because it's been coming up for a while. Probably so. It's up okay. about a foot or so. Good luck to you. Thanks, Franklin. Thank you. All right. All right, Trace, you want to get the last word in? No. Okay, then. That's no. the last word <laughs> from Trace. All right, we'll take a, a break for about 22 hours, and we'll be back tomorrow at noon. Uh, you're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I'm Milton Glick, along with the docs and Trace. Thanks to the guys back at the studio, uh, Chris and Al, for doing a great job. Thank you for listening. See you tomorrow on 930 AM. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 